Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you come up with a million-dollar idea, you might assume it to be yours forever, to cash in as you see fit. Unfortunately, that's not quite how it works. As many have found throughout history, successfully crafting an idea is only a fraction of the battle. The following inventors were pioneers of their time developing inventions that are still in use today. Luck, however, wasn't on their side. Either through their unawareness and inaction or the ill will of outside parties, these unlucky inventors missed out on cashing in big time. First up, Shane Chen's story is one of immorality and, as he describes it, a broken patent system. The Beijing native developed the two-wheeled self-balancing scooter known as the Hoverboard, for which his patent was approved in 2014. Initially, the $1,000 selling price was a deterrent for general consumers, but Chen wasn't willing to use cheaper materials at the risk of making the Hoverboard unsafe. That, however, didn't stop others from taking the steps Chen avoided. The original inventor of the hoverboard may have only produced several thousand, but there's now a market of more than a million thanks to over 11,000 independent factories in China. Despite patents filed by Chen, Chinese companies started churning out cheap knockoffs. Just as Chen suspected, the cheaper models were a hazard. Weaker batteries and improper connections caused fires in early models. According to Chen, it's impossible to sell a safe hoverboard for less than $300. Unfortunately, this matters about as much as Chen's patent does to Chinese manufacturers who continue to produce the cheap knockoffs regardless. The hoverboard industry is expected to hit $1.3 billion by 2030, and yet the unfortunate inventor has been excluded from pocketing most of the fruits of his labor. Moving from one fire hazard to another, chances are your household has at least a few friction matches floating about. But do you know their history? Let's take a trip back to 1826, to the English town of Stockton-on-Tees, where we'll find pharmacist and inventor John Walker. While experimenting with a flammable mixture, a match doused in the concoction sparked against Walker's hearth and caught fire. 
Immediately, Walker started producing friction lights, or sticks coated with sulfur and topped with sulfide of antimony, gum, and chlorate of potash. He was on to something, as British scientist Michael Faraday, known for his work on electromagnetism and electrochemistry, advised Walker to patent the design. Walker, however, refused under the belief that it should be free for anyone to produce. That didn't stop Samuel Jones, the inventor of a copycat match known as Lucifer's, and Charles Sauria, the inventor of the phosphorus-based match, from profiting from Walker's concept. Before you think Samuel Jones was into satanic rituals or was an avid fan of the TV series, here's some exciting etymology for you. Lucifer, or Luxfer, is a Latin name that corresponds to the Greek phosphorus, and both translate as Lightbringer, which seems fairly appropriate for a fire match. Walker may have initially sold around 250 friction matches out of his pharmacy, but once reproductions hit the market, he saw no further profits. Assuming on average each person on the planet gets through a dollar matchbox of 42 matches annually, that would mean that over 300 billion matches are used each year. The industry Walker and his descendants missed out on by these figures would rake in more than $7 billion a year. Next up, Alexei Pajitnov is known for being the mind behind the phenomenally popular video game Tetris. Excuse the interruption, this is audio engineer Alvin here. The music for Tetris was actually based on the Russian folk tune Karobachka, and I couldn't edit this segment without including my version of some of the most iconic video game music of all time. recognition doesn't change the fact that he missed out on a huge sum of money at the peak of Tetris Mania. It all started in 1984 as part of Pajitnov's research into artificial intelligence at the Soviet Academy of Sciences in the Computer Center in Moscow. Pajitnov came up with an entertaining way to test new hardware capabilities using an adapted version of the math game Pentominos, which involves fitting together shapes constructed of five squares. Reducing the number of squares in each shape from 5 to 4 to prevent too much complication and hence changing the shapes from pentaminos to tetraminos, Pajitnov created a simple yet addictive game. In case you don't speak geometry, a tetramino is a shape composed of four squares connected at the edges and not the corners, but you must have played enough Tetris already to know what I'm talking about. Pajitnov displayed his new game to colleagues and found it to be a surprising hit. With the help of Vladimir Pochilko, he created a finished product, combined the words Tetramino and Tennis to form Tetris, and released it into the world. Unfortunately, seeing as Tetris came about on state-owned equipment, the Soviet regime kept him from patenting and mass-publishing the game under his name for 10 years. Pajitnov watched as his creation crossed the Atlantic and became a hit in the United States. When Nintendo purchased licensing rights for around $40 million, Pajitnov didn't see a dime. It wasn't until 1996, after the fall of the Soviet Union, that rights reverted to Pajitnov, but he would never collect the profits made during those peak years. 
Now let's explore the history of one of my favorite Friday night activities. In 1979, Daisuke Inui and the six-member band he played drums for started attracting attention with simple music that was easy to sing along with. Eventually, Inui was requested to play drums for the president of a small steel company during a business trip. Though the young drummer couldn't attend, he gave the businessman a tape of accompaniment music for him and his colleagues to enjoy singing along to. From there, Anui saw the potential for a machine that could play instrumental versions of popular songs for people of all abilities to sing along to. In 1971, he and several friends connected 8-track tape players to amplifiers and leased several of the machines to bars. It was from these machines that the basic idea of karaoke, meaning empty orchestra, emerged. It was a popular idea that Anui failed to patent, allowing Filipino Robert Del Rosario to sneak in with his patent in 1975 for the sing-along system. Anui made no profits off of his original idea, but in 2004 was awarded the Ig Nobel Peace Prize, a parody of the Nobel Prize awarded for unusual achievements in science, for being the pioneer that brought the karaoke machine to life. Whenever you find yourself butchering Grease Lightning on karaoke night, be sure to dedicate it to Daisuke Inui. Without him, the $435 million karaoke bar industry simply wouldn't exist, and I wouldn't have anything to do on Friday nights. In fact, it's time for a little karaoke break. Go Grease Lightning, go Grease Lightning, go. Sometimes having a conscience can cost you millions. Just ask Walter Hunt, the original inventor of the sewing machine. In 1833, Hunt designed the first sewing machine that didn't mimic a hand stitch and provided a more durable and faster method of sewing. Fearing that it would put seamstresses out of work, Hunt didn't patent his idea. That changed when Elias Howe Jr. submitted his patent for improvements made to Hunt's machine. The 1846 patent came under question when attorneys dug up evidence of Hunt's earlier model. In 1853, the original inventor applied to patent the 1833 design. Though the patent office recognized Hunt's design as the original, Howe's patent remained in effect for being filed first. While Hunt and Howe were dealing with their machines and patents, Isaac Merritt Singer snuck in with a machine that incorporated elements from both designs. Despite a patent infringement suit filed and won by Howe against Singer in 1854, Singer became and remains a dominant name in the industry. The sewing machine industry recently passed $5 billion in value, and neither Walter Hunt nor the seamstresses he was concerned about ever got to experience any of that crazy wealth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Next up, engineer Douglas Carr Engelbart is far from unlucky when it comes to his many successes. He's one of the pioneers of the hyperlink and developed the early stages of graphical user interfaces, but there's one invention that he was never able to cash in on. In 1963, while at a conference for computer graphics in Reno, Nevada, Engelbart conceptualized a device that moved along XY coordinates on a computer the first-ever computer mouse. The original design used two wheels that moved at right angles to control the movement of an on-screen cursor, and was made out of wood. Additionally, Mr. Engelbart was responsible for the first tech demo, where he introduced the world to word processors, numbers, columns, and formulas. He also helped create the internet. What a world! Joined by Bill English at the Augmentation Research Center of Stanford Research Institute, Engelbart developed the first mouse prototype out of wood, a circuit board, and metal wheels. Engelbart filed a patent for the design in 1967, which came through three years later. Unfortunately, the patent technically belonged to the Institute, so he never saw any money from the device, even after Stanford Research Institute licensed it to Apple Computers for approximately $40,000. Today, the value of the computer mouse industry is on its way to exceeding $1 billion. You might have heard about this next one, but let me explain it properly. Alexander Graham Bell is commonly attributed as the inventor of the telephone. But what about Ohio inventor Elisha Gray? A terrible stroke of luck is the reason that Gray isn't the household name that Graham Bell turned out to be. Gray, a co-founder of Western Electric Company, had been secretly working on an invention that could transmit voices through a liquid medium. On February 11, 1876, he requested his patent lawyer, William Baldwin, to file a provisional patent application or caveat. Three days later, Baldwin submitted the caveat to the U.S. Patent Office. Unfortunately, another patent application for the same concept was filed mere hours before Gray's caveat. The owner of that caveat? You guessed it, Alexander Graham Bell. Gray claimed that his lawyers reached the office before Bell's, but Bell ultimately retained the patent. Amidst Bell and Gray's squabble, there was also a lesser-known third party in the background, Antonio Santi Giuseppe Miucci, an Italian inventor that was said to have wanted to file a caveat for a talking telegraph in 1871, but was unable to afford it. Poor guy. At least he didn't live long enough to see that the phone industry is predicted to be worth $792.5 billion by 2029. In a similar vein, Thomas Edison has received plenty of criticism for stealing other inventors' ideas, and in many cases, like that of the light bulb, that criticism is well-founded. Edison may have profited off the light bulb, but the development of the modern bulb can be traced back to Heinrich Goebel in 1854. 
Using a carbonized bamboo filament in a vacuum bottle, Goebel was able to patent his product and approached Thomas Edison in 1882, hoping to sell the patent and design for several thousand dollars. But Edison declined, claiming he saw no merit in the invention. However, after Goebel passed away in 1893, Edison quickly purchased the patent from Goebel's widow for a lower price than Goebel had asked for. With the patent secured, Edison sparked an industry that now brings in more than $1 billion a year. Edison's sly tactics helped secure his place as one of the most famous inventors of all time. Thomas Edison would likely want you to believe the concept of the projector was his idea, but just like the light bulb, that simply isn't the case. The history of the movie projector can be traced back to Charles Francis Jenkins, who, with the financial backing of Thomas Armat, developed the Fantascope in the 1890s. While Thomas Edison's Kinetoscope in development around the same time produced blurry moving images inside a container, Jenkins' early model film projector was the first of its kind to allow smooth, clear projection of moving images. Following the construction of a prototype of the Fantascope, Jenkins and Armand became locked in a lengthy feud over the patent, for which Jenkins claimed he was the sole inventor. The patent was eventually filed with Armand's name included and Jenkins was awarded a cash settlement of $2,500 for the rights to the Fantascope. Armand in turn sold the rights to none other than Thomas Edison, who would rebrand the invention as the Vitascope. Jenkins eventually received the Elliott Crescent Gold Medal for Scientific Achievement from the Franklin Institute and Science Museum, a decent consolation prize, but it doesn't match the profits from what would become one of the most lucrative industries in the world. Even in 1920, the cinema industry was already turning over $500 million a year. That's $5.5 billion today adjusted for inflation. Needless to say, Thomas Edison became a very wealthy man. Now, on to our last entry, you must remember this next invention, the fidget spinner, which became a sensation for some time in the mid-2010s. Kids will find a way around their boredom no matter what. Catherine Hedinger, an American engineer responsible for creating what is perceived to be the predecessor of the fidget spinner, narrowly missed out on one of the most insanely popular trends in toy history. The original design, which Hedinger developed in 1990, was a simple disc that spins on one finger. Hedinger originally designed it for her daughter, but saw the potential when locals at arts and crafts fairs ate it up. She was awarded her patent in 1997, but had a hard time selling the idea. Hasbro even turned her down, not yet seeing the potential. For 18 years, Hedinger's spinner remained on the sideline. When her patent expired in 2005, she was unable to pay the $400 renewal fee. Fast forward to 2017 and fidget spinners were dubbed a national phenomenon by USA Today. The new wave of fidget spinners was a little more complex than Hedinger's original design, but the concept of a rotating hand toy is remarkably similar. Although she would never see any profits, many outlets label Hedinger as the creator of the fad. Though Hedinger states that she isn't bothered, it's difficult to overlook the fact that she nearly missed out on a $500 million industry. All that goes to show, if you're sitting on an idea right now waiting to share it with the world, do yourself a favor and register it before it's stolen and turns into a colossal cash cow. Thanks for listening to this product and I'll see you next time. You want to be amazed.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 